I'm going to ask if you will to turn with me to 1 John. 1 John, and this is actually kind of a preamble sermon uh, toward next week with a very evangelistic tone to it. And we're going to look at 1 John in verses 1 through 7. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Well, you have heard of the last man on the face of the earth. Hopefully, guys, you've never heard that phrase with uh, from a, a, a lady. I'll never be... Curtis is smiling. Have you heard that, Curtis? The last... Yeah? Okay. Bless your heart. I'm sorry. Uh, we've also heard of the last Jedi. We've heard of the last of the Mohicans. We've heard of the last man standing, even re- recently in the te- television show. Well, this is the last living apostle, John. And he's writing to the churches in Asia Minor in which he pastored with care. As we read these words, if you are physically able today, I ask that you stand with me in honor and reverence of reading God's holy word through the pen of the Apostle John. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testify to it, and proclaim to you eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from Him, speaking of Jesus, and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. Heavenly Father, take these words today, brand them upon our minds and our souls. And help us, Lord, to not only come into the light today, but walk in the light, and to walk in the light together. Oh, Lord, give us strength today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This letter, as, as well, 2nd and 3rd John, as, as I said before, comes from the last of the living apostles, probably in the late 1st century, before the book of Revelation was revealed to John But in those early 90s of the first century, John is an older man. You can tell that in his writing as he refers to them as little children. He's not literally writing to little children, but to him with pastoral care, speaking of the children of God. He's writing this letter to a community of believers with apostolic authority, but yet you also see these warm tones of pastoral care, and he's strengthening the body of believers as they are in facing heretical teaching and a major exodus from their local assemblies. We see that in chapter 2 and also verse 19, and I'll just read that very quickly. He said, they went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they are not all of us. So he's 
he is um, coming against this mass exodus from the church, heretical teachings about Jesus Christ and also the believer's life, to encourage them, to strengthen those who had remained in the community of believers. And how true that is when we see people exit our church, it, it at times shakes us up because we wonder what's going on, what happened. And so, uh, what did we do wrong? Or what is the pastor doing wrong? Or what did these people do wrong? It causes strife. It causes turmoil and disturbance. And there was a mass exodus through this heretical teaching. And John here writes to them to encourage and strengthen and grow those who were still in the community of believers. Each generation faces their own set of problems. Uh, each generation faces their own set of heretical, if you will, teachings that affect the church and those who are coming in and out of the church. And that's what John was doing as well. And he begins to combat against those heretical teachings because there was horrible teachings of heresy against the person of Jesus Christ. Gnosticism has had come on the scene and had affected. It was mingled with Greek philosophy, and it was affecting the teachings of the church. It was dealing with the person of Jesus Christ, that he was a human man, and only the Spirit came into the person of Jesus at his baptism, and then it let that Spirit of God left this person called Jesus before he went to the cross. That is horrible teaching. Uh, also, there were other teachings of Christ that he was not fully man or he was not fully God. All of these uh, teachings of Gnosticism were coming against the church and drawing people away with their philosophy. As a matter of fact, the word Gnostic actually means knowledge. It was a human knowledge of how they were perceiving Jesus. And John begins his letter. He's saying, we have heard him. We've seen Him. We looked upon Him. We touched this Jesus with our hands. He was revealed to us. We've seen it, and we are testifying to you, and we proclaim eternal life is found in Jesus Christ. We saw Him. We walked with Him. We saw the true Christ, the apostles and myself. We heard Him. We looked upon Him. We touched Him. It is this Jesus that was God in the flesh that came born of a virgin Mary, lived perfectly according to the law of God. He taught with heavenly authority. We heard it. We saw it. We saw His power revealed. Power over satanic forces, over natural forces of storm and weather, and also His power over bodily disease. This Jesus bore our sins on the cross. John himself heard those seven sayings from Jesus' lips on the cross. He saw Him bear the sins of the world to liberate us. He saw Him die. He knows that He was buried. He knows He saw the empty tomb and He saw Him be resurrected on the third day. This Jesus, John saw with the other apostles ascend into heaven. He heard the words of Jesus Christ to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He heard, them give the, he heard Jesus give the promise that He would return and gather His children home and complete 
all of redemption for His people and execute perfect justice upon the earth. John says, we knew Him, we heard Him, we saw Him, and this is the Jesus that you know. Not the Jesus of those who are coming along in their knowledge trying to make sense of it all. He said, this is the message we have heard from Jesus and we proclaim to you. John tells us why he's writing this letter, that they would be in fellowship with one another as they walk in the light. But he's also writing these things that their joy would be made complete. You see, we are a people saved to walk in the light with God. And we are saved to walk in the light with God with each other together for the glory of God and to accomplish His purposes. There's so much to say about this wonderful little letter, but John uses this letter to contrast light and darkness. And he's using that to contrast those who say they know what knowledge is against those who knew the true knowledge, Jesus Christ. He gives them true teaching. He shows them what true teaching is that came from Jesus Christ, the real true gospel of Jesus Christ against the false teaching of genuine Christianity against counterfeit Christianity. We still deal with these things today. And in this letter, the Apostle John develops these series of tests as he contrasts light from darkness, truth from falsehood, genuine from counterfeit, he puts forth the series of tests to reveal whether a person is genuinely a Christian or not to this this community of believers that had had many leave their assembly. And I want to say in the four points that I'm about to bring to you, the four tests, almost all of this letter of testing can be broken down into one of these four categories. All of this letter, and I would encourage you to do that as you see these points today and you write them down hopefully and you take them home and then you read First John and you put them under the category of which testing that he's looking at. But as he contrasts here, he puts forth these tests. The question will reveal if we are in the light as God is in the light or if we walk in darkness. These are the tests. The first question is, do you accept the truths of the gospel? In chapter 2 and verse 21, he writes to this community of believers. He says, I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and because no lie is of the truth. They had received the truth of the gospel. Beloved, have you or do you accept the truths of the gospel? See, the Gnostics did not accept the truth of Christ, that He was fully human and fully God, and that this God-man, Jesus Christ, was sent born of a virgin, lived perfectly according to the law of God, became the sacrificial lamb and bore our sins on the tree of Calvary, that He died, and that He rose from the dead by the power of the Spirit of God on the third day, conquering death. He lives today. He ascended into heaven. He is our high priest. He's coming back to make all things right and to complete redemption's plan. Do you accept intellectually the truths of the gospel? The Gnostics had come into the church, but they had their own teachings. 
it was mingled with Greek philosophy, so to speak, and uh, other persuasions of philosophy. See, there's a lot of philosophies today in what is called Christianity, and it's not all the true gospel. It's not all the true gospel. I want to know, do you accept the truths of the gospel? Some here today maybe even are still thinking, yeah, I believe Jesus must have been the Son of God, but if I'm going to get to heaven, it's going to be because I'm a good person and I give to the church and I'm nice to my neighbors. I'm glad you're nice to your neighbors. I'm glad you come to church. I'm glad you do good deeds. But my friend, you will not enter into the narrow gate of heaven except through the blood of Jesus Christ and your faith and trust and surrendering of Him. That's the true gospel. That's why Jesus died. So first, do you accept the truths of the gospel? John puts forth this test, and I just read one verse. Trust me, you could go through many verses today. The Gnostics did not accept the truth of Christ, and there are many people who even call themselves Christians today who really do not accept the truths of the gospel put forth and taught by Jesus Christ Himself, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. The second test brought forth to us is, have you experienced the truths of the gospel? You see, it is not enough just to know the truths of the gospel. Many people say, yeah, I, I think intellectually, I think that Jesus Christ did come and that He was uh, the Savior and uh, that He died on a cross and that He rose from the grave. But you know what? Even the demons in hell know that. And John said that. It's not enough just to intellectually accept that truth but i want to know as john puts forth have you experienced the truths of the gospel chapter 1 and verse 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another now that fellowship with one another some commentators believe that's not with me and steve but with me and god i have fellowship with god and he has fellowship with me I'm walking in the light. God is abiding in me and I am abiding in Him. I think that is true. Also in chapter 2 and, and verse 20, but you have been anointed by the Holy One. In other words, you, have, you don't just intellectually know the truths of the Gospel, but you have surrendered your life to this Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author of your faith. You called out to Him. You cried out to Him. And you said, Jesus, at some point in your life, in some words, you asked Jesus Christ to save your soul because you realized you were a sinner and you could not save yourself. It wasn't about if I'm better than this person or better than that person. Or if I'm worse than this person or worse than that person. You realized that you were a sinner and you asked Jesus Christ to save you, a poor, wretched sinner. And He did that. And you have experienced the new birth by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit abides in your life. Are you aware and assured that the biblical God abides in you and you in Him? Have you experienced salvation through Jesus Christ? Have you been born again? 
through the person and redemptive work of Jesus Christ? Have you experienced the truths of the gospel? It's not enough to know intellectually the truths of the gospel. As we said before, John says, even the demons in hell know the truths of the gospel. Have you called out to Jesus Christ? Judas himself walked with Jesus. He heard the same message of John the Baptist. He heard the same message of the Apostle John, of Peter, of James, and the others. He knew the truth intellectually. He mourned that he betrayed the truth. But he never experienced the truth of the person of Jesus Christ surrendering and submitting his life to the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus Christ. John puts forth this test. Yes, I know there are some that have left you, but if they were truly with you, they would have stayed with us. But because they left the way, they were never of the way. Have you experienced in your life the truth of the gospel? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The third test we find in this letter of 1 John is, does your daily life reveal that the Holy Spirit abides in your soul? In other words, do you walk in the light? Do you walk in the truths of the gospel? Chapter 2, verse 1 through 6, just listen. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin, so that you would walk in the light of the gospel, so to speak. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins. And not only for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we come to Him. Listen, by this we know we have come to Him. By this we know we have experienced Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord if we keep His commandments. Now, no one keeps the commandments perfectly. If anyone could, other than Jesus, he would not have died on the cross. But when the Holy Spirit abides in us, we have a desire to do right and to walk in the light and to live a life that glorifies God. This is how we know that we have come to Him if we keep His commandments. Whoever says, I know Him, but does not keep His commandments is a liar, John says. A liar. To say, yeah, I know Jesus Christ, He's a good fellow, but I don't care about His Word, and I don't care about the commandments, and I don't care about walking with Him each day. He's a liar to say He knows Jesus Christ, but rejects the truth of His Word. But whoever keeps His Word, in Him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in Him, walking in the light, and He in us. And whoever says He abides in Him ought to walk in the same way in which He walked. This is the truth. Do we walk in the truths of the gospel? Do you, with the Lord's help, strive to walk in the light? And when you don't, when I don't and when you don't, because we don't perfectly, and that's why we need a Savior, do we repent and ask forgiveness when we do not? Repentance daily is truth abiding in us, that we are sinners saved by grace and only kept by grace. You see, he said, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. We don't just ask Jesus into our heart one time. True, that will save us. 
But a true Christian trying to walk in the light, realizing that they need God's help every day because we don't walk in the light perfectly, continues a life of repentance. I'm not saying you're getting saved over and over. I'm saying you're being sanctified and growing closer and more in the person of Jesus Christ and in His way and in His Word. That's the life of a child of God. We could go on, but the last test, do you walk... Or do you have a love for the people of truth? Do you love the people that have believed the truths of the gospel? Let me give you just a couple in chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Do you have a love for the people that have believed the truth of the gospel? I want to tell you today, beloved... If you say you love God and you walk in the light and you hold to the truth, but you hate your brother, there is something seriously wrong with your spiritual life. If you, if you walk, say you walk with Christ and you believe the Word of God, but you despise the church, the letter of John says you're a liar. Do you love the people of God? This is a serious problem with the modern age or what they're calling the postmodern age that they believe they can have a Christ without the church. I love Jesus Christ, but I hate the church. I want to tell you that's not biblical. And it's not the truth. And you can't love God and hate His people. You can't love God and hate His bride. And yes, the bride is ugly at times, but He's making her pretty. And don't you reject the bride. And act like you're walking in the light. And John says this. Those who say they love God but they hate their brother, they are liars. They are liars. Chapter 3 and verse 14. Again, another scripture. And again, there are many more in this uh, to bring out this truth. We know that we have passed out of death into life. Talking of spiritual death and life. Because we love the brothers. That even the church in its problems, and yes, the church has problems. Even the church in its mistakes, yes, the church makes mistakes. But this is how we know that we've passed from death to life, that we love the brothers. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Those are strong, black and white, straightforward words, aren't they? These are the four tests of the letter of John. Do you accept the truths of the gospel? Have you experienced the truths of the gospel for yourself by grace and through faith? Do you walk in the truths of the gospel, walking in the light as He is in the light, daily with your Lord? And do you love the people that have believed the truths of the gospel? See, John is contrasting what is true Christianity and what is false Christianity. To strengthen these believers that they may know why many have left and these terrible teachings are arising, affecting the church. What do tests reveal? I tell you, I'm a terrible test taker in a classroom. Any of the rest of you like that? I mean, even if I knew, I would second guess my... I was a terrible test taker. Still am. But... What do tests reveal? What, in the simplest form, they, they show us what we do not know. 
They show us what we do not know. It shows us what we might not understand or we're a little confused about. That's why we take tests. That's why you take tests in school. That's why we have tests in life. God already knows what's in our heart, but we ta- we, He allows us to have tests so that we know what's in our heart. And we see what we don't understand or are still confused about. John puts forth these tests today of what is light and what is darkness, what is genuine, what is false, what is truth and what is error. Beloved, by these tests today, I want to ask you, by these tests today, it doesn't matter where you think you are, what have these tests revealed about your walk in the light with Jesus Christ and with your brother and sister. But don't add the but and then say, but I believe. I, listen, I, it's not about what you and I believe. It's what the Word of God says. Do you rationally, intellectually accept the truths of the gospel? And have you experienced the truths of the gospel by faith? Have you received Jesus Christ and His way of salvation and His work at the cross and the empty tomb and His death? Do you daily walk with Christ? Even when you fail, you're coming back to Him. He shows you where you failed and how you failed and you repent and and you come back into proper fellowship. Do you love the people that have believed the truths of the gospel as well? In other words, you want to be in fellowship with them. You don't want to just go to church. You want to be the church with them in this community of believers. You see, as I said at the beginning, we were created and saved by God to walk in fellowship with Him through Jesus Christ and with each other. That's why we are to walk in the light together. That's what Christianity is in in its essence. Are you in the light as God is in the light? According to these tests today, I ask you. Put the philosophy aside. That's what they were dealing with. Are you walking in the light as God is in the light? And if tonight, or if this morning, brother, sister, these tests have revealed that you're not, I want to ask you today, would you by faith accept the truths of the gospel? Would you by faith today experience true faith in Jesus Christ? Would you by faith continue and begin maybe to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light? And lastly, would you walk in fellowship with us? I mean that. Would you walk in fellowship with the people of God? But you know what this does? Would you have your joy be made complete today? That's where John began telling us why he was writing this letter. So that you too may have fellowship with us. Our fellowship is with God and with Jesus Christ, His Son. And we're writing these things that your or our joy may be made complete. I don't know of a person that doesn't want joy in their life. And I see every day, and myself included, trying to find things of the world to have joy. But I want to tell you today, no matter what you think, true joy and only true joy comes 
through knowing and walking with Jesus Christ, the Savior. Would you walk in the light with us today? We're going to sing a hymn of invitation. It is an invitation for you to come to Jesus Christ, to receive the truths of the gospel, to experience the truths of the gospel through Jesus Christ, to call out to Jesus Christ, cleanse me, save me, be my Savior, be my Heavenly Father, O God. Maybe you need strength to walk in those truths and you have wondered from God, today is a great day for you, Christian, to come back, to come to the altar and repent and ask forgiveness of your sins. And John tells us, if we confess our sins, He is able and just and willing to forgive us of our sins. There is forgiveness for you today. There's joy for you today. There's salvation for you today. Let us walk in the light together as one.